It is Mile High Magazine. Glad to have you here. Happy Sunday, everybody. I am Murphy Houston. Always good to have you here on a Sunday morning as you start your day, and we always get guests on that have great information. Whatever it might be that's going on in the state, the city, in this case, it's the city. We have Allison Salutes, who is the Director of Community Programs for Historic Denver. How you doing, Allison? I'm doing really well. How are you? Well, we're good. We're good. We're glad to uh, have you on Mile High Magazine this Sunday because uh, we're excited about what's going on in the city of Denver in the past. And it seems like, thank goodness, finally things are beginning to open up and families are looking for things to do and we can start cutting back on wearing a mask. We want to get outside because we've been hunkered down for over a year. And Historic Denver always has a lot of good things going on. Right, Allison? We do. We've always got a ton happening. So what's going on this summer? I mean, what can we count on? Spring is here. Summer's coming. What should we be doing? Yes. Well, we are um, launching our Capital Crossroads Scavenger Hunt this summer. It's a four-day clue-driven way to just explore Denver and learn a little bit more about some of the places in the city that maybe you've passed but never really had the chance to kind of learn a little more about. Well, well, how does that all work? I love scavenger hunts. They're they're competitive. They're fun. You can do them with your friends. You can do them with your family. The kids get a kick out of it. So let's talk more about it. Yeah, and that's kind of what we were hoping. We were hoping, you know, it would be great for friends and family, a way to get out in the city. Um, Once you register, it starts on June 17th, and so we've given teams four days to kind of complete it. That way it can fit to everybody's schedule, and you'll get the clues from us, and then you just kind of have to work through them. Um, And the first 50 people to finish will receive uh, special prizes. Ooh, like a new car or something? (laughs) <laughs> no, not quite that big, but a very exciting finisher medal. <laughs> uh, well, what I like best about it, because I don't know, I've lived here a long time and not a native, but I feel like I've been here for almost 40 years. And there is so much history in Denver and the surrounding area. Something like this is really not just fun, but it's very educational, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And hopefully we're making like a nice combination of, of fun and educational, but it's definitely our goal that people walk away learning a little bit more about the city, having a deeper appreciation for its past. Yeah, we'll talk about what we're going to see and some of the places you might be able to visit as we uncover clues. Exactly, and I don't want to give away too much. I don't want to give away any of our clues, but um, we have designed it so it can be walked or biked or scootered and driven if you prefer that. But so it's um, we've kind of concentrated in a particular neighborhood and we're bringing you through some, I think, um, some sites that will be really recognizable and then some sites that are a little bit less known. Yeah, like what? <laughs> <laughs> That's always a tough one because I don't want to oh, actually give away any of the clues that people have to work through. Oh, you're, um, you're too much business. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it takes place in June, so how do people compete? I mean, is it like big groups, little groups, a certain number of people? Yeah, we, um, we're we recommending it for teams of four to six, and that's just because the folks that tested us let us know that that was a really nice um, group to work through. But it could just as easily be done by smaller groups if that's more somebody's um, 
interest to just do it on their own or do it in a small group. And then um, there's a couple ways to compete. I mentioned already that the first 50 people to finish get those cool finisher medals, but then there's also um, the fastest team will get an additional prize, the one with the most accurate results will get a special prize. So there is a couple levels of competition happening here at the same time. It's not too complicated for kids, is it? It shouldn't be. Mm-mm. Well, they're probably going to be um, with their parents or some adult that would help. Exactly. Yes, yes. I would recommend kids not be um, completely alone doing it. Some adults with them, I think, will really help. Um, and it will be fun, I think, for everybody. Well, let's get involved with that. So talk more about what the Historic Denver is going to be doing this summer besides the scavenger hunt. Do you have the usual tours and stuff you do? We do. So we offer, um, well, our biggest um, site is the Molly Brown House Museum, and we are open um, for self-guided tours through there. So that's always a really fun place to check out. And then we have a very robust walking tour series. Um, we put you with one of our guides, and they walk you through a particular neighborhood in the city and help you learn more about it. Um, one of our most popular is Lodo, but also Capitol Hill. Um, some folks really like learning more about 16th Street because, um, you know, sometimes we just look at the shops that are there, but there's actually really pretty buildings that are there, too. Um, and then we've also launched, like, special tours. They happen once a month. But they'll go into Quality Hill, Baker neighborhood, Potter Highlands, um, just to kind of help keep discovering more of the really neat stories that are all over our city. Well, and there's tons of them, and in particular the Molly Brown House. The story about Molly Brown, everybody totally relates to the survivor of the Titanic. But uh, she really led the way for women voting well before that uh, law was passed, didn't she? She did, and I think, you know... Part of the fun, I think, of, of Molly Brown and, and her whole story is that, yeah, she's most known for Titanic, just like you said, but um, she was doing all this social justice work in her era um, in a way that I, I just think is, is very interesting. And so we've been able to uncover so much more about that piece of her story and and tell it. And so one of the things she was interested in was women's suffrage. And in Colorado, women got the right to vote in 1894. But we know as a nation, we didn't get that um, until 1920. So she was really having that right already in Colorado, I think, helped a lot of the Colorado suffragettes um, do a better job on the national scene to advocate for um, women's suffrage. And she and uh, her husband were big into bringing gold mining to the area, weren't they? Yes. So, so timing is always crucial. Um, so they were, her husband, J.J. Brown, was working in a mine, and he thought that there was evidence that there was gold in that mine right around the time when silver lost a lot of value and gold became significantly more valuable. So not only did they kind of, he figure out how to get this gold, but really great timing, too, because gold was a very valuable mineral. Oh, yeah. Point. Absolutely. So they just led the way and provided a lot of jobs, and a lot of people came out this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they would have been like part of the a trend also following in, in other people's footsteps. They are both started their lives. Um, Molly was born in Missouri, and her husband was born in Pennsylvania, so they kind of 
similarly um, made their way west throughout their lives. Well, it's a fascinating story, and it's all down there at the Molly Brown House. It'd be a nice way to start any historic Denver tour you might want to do this summer. But now I see some things here. By the way, we're talking to Allison Salutes, the Director of Community Programs for Historic Denver. So you're getting into my business a little bit with a podcast I hear. Yes, we are. This is actually a collaboration between us and the Denver Center for the Performing Arts. They're launching a podcast in June, and we have been uh, working with them. Some of the fictional characters in the podcast are actually interfacing with um, real experts in the community. And so we've it's been a really fun process. We've been kind of helping them with a few pieces of it throughout the way. And we're really looking forward to seeing uh, or hearing, I suppose, the final product. So these characters that you have that are acting out these positions, is it is it historically correct? Is it more fictional about Denver? How does that work? Yeah, so we're, it's, it is an interest. So the characters are fictional, but we're working with them to make sure all the information is actually correct. And it's called, um, it's, the, it's the Bright Lights of Denver. Is that the name of it? Exactly. The Bright Lights of Denver. And it's a four episode podcast that'll air in June. So it's all pre-recorded, or is it going to be done live on the podcast? It's all pre-recorded, but there are a couple live Q&As with characters at certain points throughout the series. Well, wow, that's pretty cool. How do you, uh, how do you hook up to that? How, where do we find that? The podcast? That is through... Yeah, through Denver Center's website, um, you can get more information about the podcast, and then eventually when the episodes air, I think download them from there. Are they going to be involved with the scavenger hunt at all? So the it's really kind of a fun um, pairing. The Some of the fictional characters will actually go on the scavenger hunt and interface with a few of the places that are clues. Wow, that's very cool. It's kind of like what you guys do at Halloween when you have all these f- characters in there. It's it's very exciting. Victorian horror event? Y- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that is definitely a fan favorite event that will be back this year, too. Well, that's that, that kind of creeps me. I've seen that a couple of times. <laughs> and those, and, those, uh, and it's tough because my grandkids don't get scared, and I'm scared. It's hard to cover that up when you're a scared grandpa. But it's uh, but they're very good. The actors you get in there are really very authentic. Yeah, they're they're just amazing, and they really can help bring these. Basically, they're in the Molly Brown House Museum, and they're bringing to life Victorian stories, and they just do a wonderful job. I think making them engaging and like spooky and fun. Well, there's definitely spooky and fun, and there's a lot of reward to it, and a lot of history that you learn, too, at the same time, which is a great part of the entertainment. But I'm very excited about this scavenger. And well, Let's get back to that a little bit. How, how did you come up with that idea? That's a great question. So we actually were celebrating our 50th year this year. Um, so we were kind of thinking about, you know, what, what we've done in the past, what might historic Denver look like in the future, and so we wanted to come up with a uh, like a fun and innovative way to kind of marry all those things together. And so that was really our goal. Um, Having, you know, something we've not done before to celebrate this um, anniversary, but also kind of thinking about the places in the city um, and what Denver looks like and what we know about it. Do you talk a little bit about the future of Denver or what you think is going to happen when you do the scavenger hunt or is it all pretty much the history of Denver? 
Yeah, so the scavenger hunt has pretty much been the history, but we've been also working um, to think about the future through um, what we're calling our 50 Actions for 50 Places campaign. So we spent the um, month of April actually asking the community what places they care about. They nominated close to, I think, 100 different sites. Oh, my goodness. Actually, even over. And then we're taking that list. Our experts are kind of going through it to see which places we can support. I think this helps because really when we started as an organization, Historic Denver was founded because the community said, you know, Molly Brown's house can't be demolished. We've got to do something. And so we've always kind of had that, um, you know, good way to listen to the community. And in the digital age, it ended up being a form that people could fill out and, and send to us. But now we have the task of picking the 50 places and then helping those 50 places in a preservation action. So we think they won't all be the same for each place because each site will be unique, um, but we're going to figure out what each place needs and how we can help them. Well, it sounds like people really got into this. Yes, they did. And some of the submissions are so neat to see because we kind of just posed the question, what um, can't you imagine Denver without? So what are those places? And maybe it's in your neighborhood or, you know, a, a bigger place like, Union Station, but you know, what are the and Union Station luckily is preserved, so we don't have to worry too much about that. No, much, no, but, I hope that's um, preserved. That's like the heartbeat of uh, Denver. Exactly. <laughs> um, so it was so neat to like just see people's um, submissions, and that's all live on our website. You can still see all those. Were there any? I, I, we got to put you on the spot with this question because my mind is kind of racing here a little bit as you think. All these people got involved with maybe over a hundred ideas for preservation for historic Denver. Were there any surprises that you can recall that really you want to preserve that? Um, That's probably a tough question, a, but there's so yeah, many. There are a couple like there's this a fountain at at the corner of I think it's Colfax, Tremont, and there's a Third Street because it's right where the city's grid shifts. Um, and I had really never paid any attention to it personally. And then it got submitted and it has a really neat history that it was part of this like, um, early version of a humane society trying to ensure that there was like good water for horses in the city, which, you know, wow, a while ago, that would have been a big concern today. Not so much. Um, and so that was probably something, obviously people knew about it because they submitted it, but had definitely flown under my radar. And then some kind of interesting things like, um, downtown Denver used to have a historic Chinatown. Wow. But it was, um, basically due to kind of, um, prejudice and stereotype at the time it ended. Um, but there was a plaque that went up to kind of honor that history. And as we kind of look back on what we know today, the plaque just doesn't seem to do justice oh. to the situation. So that was another one where, you know, there is a plaque. It's trying to memorialize what happened there, but it's really not doing a good job telling the full story. Oh, wow. and so that's one where, you know, we kind of want to help. And it's actually another group is um, working on it, too. But we want to see if we can kind of support them and really do a better job. of Good idea. Good story. idea. Well, Allison, we're just talking away here, and I forgot to ask you quickly before I let you go, how do we get involved with the Capital Crossroads Hunt the Scavengers? There's our cost involved. How do we get tickets? Yes. Uh, you can get tickets through our website, historicdenver.org. Um, it's $18 for adults, $12 for children to be part of it. Um, you can kind of put together your team. We're saying six should be probably the max. 
Um, but under that, it can be any size folks like. And we are recommending signing up. Um, if you sign up a little bit early and you use the code Find History at checkout, you get a uh, discount. Oh, good. It, uh, what's the deadline? Folks to sign up early. Yeah. What, what's the uh, deadline? So the discount is June 10th. Okay. But if you're just interested in participating, you can continue to sign up until it begins on the 17th. Well, what a great job, you guys. Way to go. Allison Salutes, who's with uh, Historic Denver, Director of Community Programs. Very exciting, and good luck with the uh, the scavenger hunt. You might see my ugly face down there. <laughs> yeah, I hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for coming on to Mile High Magazine. Yeah, thank you for having me. Anytime. And appreciate you guys being here for Mile High Magazine. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you next weekend.